Rusty Quill presents. Welcome to Ain't Slayed Nobody. This is an actual play podcast intended for adults and may contain material that some people find disturbing. Please see the episode notes for content warnings and listen with care. If you found our show from Graham Patrick's guest writing on episode three of the Magnus Protocol, you might want to start with one of the campaigns he wrote on. Y'all of Cthulhu, our first ever season, is a complete horror campaign in the Old West. Next, we have Bleaker Trails, which is in the same setting. That has one complete season, and the final season is coming late in 2024. And if you're looking for something shorter and science fiction, we have a six-episode Blade Runner series. Thank you so much for listening. We hope to see you around. Our Discord is slade.me discord. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Push the Roll, a low-prep, dialogue-only actual play series that incorporates ideas from our Patreon posse into the game as the story develops. Join up at patreon.com slash to contribute. And enjoy the madness. Well, this Christmas special improvised game takes place in the small town of Badger, Minnesota on Christmas Eve, let's say in the present day. And we have a group of festive merrymakers 
making their way through the town, bringing Christmas cheer to one and all. Shall we introduce the characters? Alice Powell is a police officer come to Badger after relocating from Manchester, Massachusetts. She's 31 years old and she's kind of got a a no-nonsense demeanor that she's had to adopt because inside she's um she's got kind of like a mischievous, you know, youthful child that just wants to cause a little bit of trouble. Oh no. <laughs> and she loves fireworks. Cup. So we know how Cup's character's got to die. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a couple more intros, Scott. It could be multiple. Junior is how he's known. This guy I'm playing. <laughs> But he's uh, <laughs> mysterious. <laughs> Junior's a stuntman who's in this little Minnesota town for a movie set. And uh, of course, they've shut down production over the Christmas holiday. So he's just kind of killing time. Killing Cup. <laughs> killing <laughs> Cup, hopefully, until filming picks up again in a you know couple days or so. He's a pretty good looking guy. That's every character I play is. And uh, he's got short blonde hair. He's uh, humble, too. (laughs) Very humble. He's a stuntman, so he's pretty buff, (laughs) which might give you a hint as to what he's good at. That's Junior. I'm not going to survive this. (laughs) All right. Please tell me you're playing senior, Rena. No, I am playing... Hans Tuber, definitely not German spy. <laughs> Badger's an interesting place. <laughs> it tracks all kinds. So is his cover a potato? <laughs> oh. Oh, he is a potato exporter. Minnesota has <laughs> many potatoes. <laughs> definitely not spy. <laughs> They're hiding fireworks in the potatoes. <laughs> I really want to believe that he is actually a potato exporter and he's just trying to convince everyone he's a spy to make himself seem more interesting. <laughs> he might. <laughs> oh, but Hans is very tall with slicked back dark hair and uh, beard, mustache, and. He talks very seriously, and he is very imposing. He has damage bonus cup. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just leaving. (laughs) I'm logging off. Now that we've got the murder suspects defined, (laughs) let's move on to the victim. (laughs) Oh, well, good morning to you. I am... Harry Ellis. I was born in Grand Rapids and uh, moved out to Oregon for a little while, don't you know? And now I'm back in Badger, Minnesota, and I'm an accountant and children's book author here. I wrote P is for Pop, which has the double meaning of a sodi and also my dad. It's a tribute to my dad. So... Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Some people say my accent doesn't sound like Minnesota, but you know, you can't choose your accent, can you, Scott? (laughs) That's one of the best accents you've ever done, Cup. This is top notch. (laughs) All right, I found my motivation. (laughs) 
I am the last person in the world who should criticise anyone else's ability to do accents. And yet... (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining our high school production of Fargo. (laughs) (laughs) So, it is, as we have established, Christmas Eve. And the group of you, for whatever reason, and I'll leave it up to you to decide, (laughs) have banded together as a group of carol singers and are going around the town of Badger, bringing festive cheer to everyone whether they want it or not. (laughs) And I just googled Badger and I did not realise how small it is. I think your group of four carol singers is in danger of outnumbering the rest of the community. (laughs) (laughs) It is a, a rather cold yet pretty Christmas Eve. It's now dark, the snow is falling in a fairly attractive way. There's a few feet of snow on the ground and You have, I think, been, what, going round for the last hour or so, house to house, getting chased off by angry people with brooms, and it's getting to the stage where you've largely run out of places to go. On the bright side, there is the old bookshop that's still open. You're passing by that. There's a a little bookshop that... I suppose, a testament that it's managed to stay open in this current economic climate in a small town that it still has an independent bookshop. There are some lights on inside and the sounds, or at least the the appearance of activity through the windows. And maybe for those of you who haven't quite finished your Christmas shopping, because hey, who has by Christmas Eve? This is a little <laughs> chance for you to get those last few items that you've been hoping to pick up. So shall we open with the four of you standing there outside this oddly picturesque bookshop? And the main display in the window you can see is of a book you haven't heard of. There's a few display copies in the window that look fairly nicely bound, and it's a book just called A Stranger's Diary. Harry, I'm just saying you're a little pitchy is all okay. So, you know, like obviously we're done with the with the singing, but you just got to just something to think about, you know. Oh, here we are. It might be my accent. Uh, Feliz Navidad. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to get it. I've been working on it for a long time. Uh, don't you know? You, you got to support with your diaphragm. You just got to like, you know. Yeah. Listen, Alice. Oh, the, the signs covered by snow. What was this bookshop called again? Does anyone remember? I don't know, but, you know, we got to support local business. Oh, wow, you really blew it off there to be supporting it. I mean, we should know the dang name before Amazon puts it out of business. He does have a point, you know. Okay, that's bleak. <laughs> yeah, I'm from New Jersey, I guess. <laughs> Are there any songs about potatoes, Hans, that you'd like to... Hans? You are like a German Christmas classic or anything? Oh, yeah. No. Asked and answered. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. All right. All right. <laughs> Gee, this bookstore sure looks interesting. Maybe I can pick up some gifts for my ma. Yeah, I mean, I got to find a gift for my, for my chief if I, you know, got to butter him up. I'm kind of trying to go for a detective. So far, it's been slim pickings. All I've been able to find are these fireworks and these lottery tickets. 
Sounds like Christmas to me. <laughs> I have tickets to Dollywood for mine brother. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's a long way off. I do not know what this Dollywood is. Look, Dolly Parton is a national treasure. I think we can all agree. So she would be good hostage. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go see what books they've got inside this place. I mean, the one in the window looks pretty cool. I'm going to check that out. <laughs> <laughs> you go inside and, well, unsurprisingly, it is significantly warmer inside. This is the kind of cozy, old-fashioned bookshop you just really don't find anymore. It's decorated in a manner that stops just short of being twee. There's bits of tinsel up, and the bookshelves are all wooden and freestanding. And there seem to be a lot of perhaps second-hand books, odd-looking books around, and knick-knacks, some of which may be for sale, some of which may be purely decorative. It's difficult to say. Hmm. It's beautiful. And there is a bit of a smell of gingerbread in the air. Ooh. Because, of course, there is. That's just my shirt, don't you know? You got one of those scratch and sniff sweaters? Hold on, I gotta try this. Nobody scratch Harry, okay? Gross. All right. <laughs> is there a counter with maybe like a bell on it? There is, yes. Ding, ding, ding. You do that, and suddenly from behind the counter, standing up, oh. is this old man dressed in a red shirt with bright, colourful green, uh, I was about to say braces, but they're suspenders in the US, aren't they? Holding his trousers up. Mm -hmm. uh, he's got a big, bushy white beard, and you can make out a grin underneath it. He's, he's balding with a few stray strands of white hair brushed back over in little gold-framed glasses perched on his nose. I'm going to nudge Alice. It's him. It's Santy. How old are you? <laughs> 30. <laughs> he gives you all a smile and says, Oh, I'm, I am sorry. I didn't hear the bell. Is there anything I can help you with? First of all, love the aesthetic. We're just looking for some last-minute gifts. Oh, well... I think you've come to the right place, then. I don't think there's going to be anything else open at this time of night in Badger, but I, I, I'll help you in any way I can. What is it that your heart desires? Maybe some books? <laughs> he struggles to keep the smile going. <laughs> Do you have one of those ornaments of the Nakatomi Plaza? Hans just slowly turns and stares. <laughs> See, Hans blew up my last one. <laughs> I carved you one out of a potato to say sorry. <laughs> it was good, but it, it went rotten after a couple of weeks. It's just a square. It's just a potato, like a block of potato. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a very large French fry. <laughs> With a green army man hanging off the side. <laughs> <laughs> the snow was covering your sign out front. What's the name of the store here? Oh, people around here just call it the bookshop. Oh, oh. okay, good. Yeah, nice. Uh, so you got any books for Junior? <laughs> well, the children's section is over there. No, that's my name, Junior. Oh, I am sorry. Named after my father. 
<laughs> so does that make you Junior, Junior? No, no, my father's name is John. So I'm John Junior. Ah. John McLean Junior? Yeah, John McLean <laughs> Junior is my name. You get the side eye from Hans. <laughs> well, I'm actually looking for something to impress my boss. I don't know if you have any recommendations, anything that you might think, um, you know, he's a, a chief of police. Hmm. Uh, chief of police. Oh, I'm not sure about that. Uh, he's real into trains, if that helps. I don't know. He's like weirdly into trains. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we have books on trains. <laughs> he leads you over to a section labeled transport. There are like three books on trains. One is an old time life book from a, obviously what was a part work of a larger selection from the 1970s, just called The Wonderful World of Trains. Straight for that one. Pull it off the shelf, flip through. Mm. Und I am looking for biography of Klaus Nomi. <laughs> he looks thoughtful for a moment and says, maybe you'll find that under fiction. <laughs> <laughs> I believe he made most of it up himself. Is there like a, a bolo for Hans behind the counter? <laughs> <laughs> So what is it that brings you all to town? You're not locals, are you? I haven't seen you around here before. Oh, I am local, don't you know? Well, I didn't know. You couldn't tell by my great <laughs> accent. Uh, okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I, I never did come around the bookshop. You know, I watch a lot of television. Ah, I understand, he says, looking disappointed in you. <laughs> Oh, reminds me of my dad. <laughs> <laughs> and I am potato exporter. Come to check on my potatoes. Minnesota has 46% crop of potatoes. Yeah, Hans here works for Five Guys Burgers and Fries. So if you ever go in the restaurant and they tell you where the taters are from and it says Badger, Minnesota, you know Hans was part of that deal, don't you know? You just get like this cold gimlet stare from Hans. <laughs> a more aware man would think your your death was being plotted very carefully. Uh, yeah, and I actually, um, I work in the next town over. I'm just here providing uh, security for the movie that they're filming. Oh, yes, I heard about that. I don't know. It's one of those Matt Damon films, you know, uh, oh. always hard to understand. They're always like, you know, full of metaphors and stuff. I just do the stunts. You're Matt Damon's <laughs> stunt double? I only ask because you're so hot and buff. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. You get, like, if I turn around here to my profile, yeah. uh, you can see, like, that's, you know, Matt and I have the same profile. Amazing. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but since I'm not under NDA, I could tell you it's a diehard sequel they're working on. And they got Matt Damon. Can you imagine? Like, what a get, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's playing uh, John McClane the Third. <laughs> the man nods politely, and he stops for a moment as if listening to something. And... You can just make out a scratching sound coming from somewhere. And he says, oh, sorry, excuse me, I'll be right back. And he, he wanders off to a 
door marked staff only and goes through it. Must have a cat or something. I'm going to uh, take a peek at that book in the window. The real sketchy one. There's a whole <laughs> pile of them as well on the display table over by the door. There isn't a blurb on the back or anything like that. It's a hardcover book. It doesn't have a dust jacket on it. The title is printed in the cloth cover, and there isn't an author's name given either. It just has written on the front and on the spine, Diary of a Stranger. What the hell? This book doesn't have a blurb or a dust jacket or even an author. Well, what's inside? It might be a notebook you can write your own thoughts in, you know? Oh, yeah, that's a, that's probably a pretty good gift. Yeah. Definitely going to check this out. Crack it open. <laughs> you Americans are all the same. Idiots. <laughs> Hans just says, perusing the fiction section. <laughs> Remind me, Hans, how did you get in our little caroling trio? <laughs> Originally a trio. <laughs> I heard there was spear. There was not. <laughs> so Junior is flipping through the diary of a stranger. We kind of flick through and come back to the beginning of it. And it seems to be a story, maybe it's a, a novel, and it seems to start with a, a group of people caroling in Badger, Minnesota and going into a bookshop. Whoa! This is uncanny. <laughs> this book starts with carolers who go into a bookshop. Well. What happens next? Yeah, let's, let's see if it'll tell us our future. You kind of flick forward a bit and it almost looks like one of those old choose-your-own-adventure stories. It seems to have branching narratives depending on the choices you make. And at some point, one of the choices you're flicking through is pick up and start reading A Diary of a Stranger. This is amazing. I love Choose Your Own Adventure. I used to have all these when I was a kid. You're already doing it, so just do that one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll do that one. You follow that and you find yourself having gone to the wrong section. And this paragraph ends up with you, and it does mention you specifically by name, smashing Harry's head in with a metal bookend. <laughs> I think Alice is going to cast a look over to Harry and then quietly to Junior be like, just do that one. Let's see. What, just do that <laughs> one. I want to just, it's uncanny, right? Like, it's weird, but just try it. Just see what it does. Yeah, right. These names? Like, there's no way there was, a, okay, okay. What happens after that? <laughs> I mean, you know, Junior's a pretty common name. So's Alice. So's Hans. Harry. Harry, I don't know so much. Hey, what you got over there? Oh, <laughs> books, you know. Yeah, they're boring. <laughs> I'm going to go try to find a TV in the back through this door that says staff only. Sounds good. Hans. <laughs> just going to wave over Hans. Hans, come over here. Look at this. <laughs> yes. Let's flip to the next page. What happens after? That does seem to be a termination point, and it sort of says to go back to the beginning. Oh. You want to try this? Yeah. <laughs> Let's see it. I'll hand over the book. This is too much like imagination. <laughs> <laughs> you follow a path of decisions through, mostly that just involve browsing the bookshop, and yet somehow this one ends up with hands strangling Harry with a Christmas sweater. 
<laughs> Wait, does it say, is it a scratch and sniff sweater? Does it say? <laughs> <laughs> it merely says something about it being ugly in two sizes too small. <laughs> like Hans's heart. <laughs> this book knows too much. Thousand yard stare. Hans, you know, as a cop, I have a strong disposition for profiling and I'm trying to fight it, but you're not making it easy. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Hans just looks down the bridge of his nose. Hmm. Haven't you thought about it? What, killing Harry? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> does the Pope shit in the woods? I mean, yeah, of course I thought about it. Yeah, I've been here for two days. I thought about it like 12 times already. <laughs> If everything's okay over there, I'm just going to go to the staff, yeah, staff only good. section. Yep. <laughs> you can see as, he, as he's calling over, just behind him, stuck on the wall, is a really ugly looking Christmas sweater that looks at least two sizes too small for him. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I think uh, Alice will look around for the, for the shopkeeper, will snatch it off the wall, and then uh, hold it up to Hans. Hey, check it out. Oh. It would be slow and agonizing. Perfect. Here you go. Just folds it and puts it in his bag. Yeah, is there a metal bookend that matches the, the description in the book? Yeah, looking around, yeah. In fact, there's a matched pair of them. Oh, I'm just going to grab one. Nakatomi Plaza. <laughs> Wait, Junior, Junior, does it say anything about what I use? Please be fireworks. Please be fireworks. Please be fireworks. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Let me flip through here for the Alice. Oh, yeah, look, there's Alice right there. Alice, Harry on the same page. That is a really imaginative use of a Roman candle there. <laughs> yes! Reaches into her bag, pulls out the Roman candle. This should be in restricted section. Looking down at it, not appropriate for children. If you're looking for a children's book, P is for pop. I keep telling you, I'm not a child. My name's Junior because my father and I have the same name. I'm 32 years old. Did Harry actually go into the room? I'm trying. <laughs> well, you were heading into the staff-only room. Yeah, I was going to see if they had a TV back there. You head in there and the shopkeeper looks around as, as you you come in and he's hastily pulling a curtain over a little area in the back and you can hear the scratching sounds coming from there hmm. sorry have you got lost sir I, uh, we do have restrooms for customers but they're, they're not back here oh no I, I i don't need to tinkle i just brought back this uh oversized mug of hot chocolate i thought maybe you could uh sip on this and and warm yourself up back here and i wanted to see if you had something on the tv oh we don't have a television here sir oh well that's okay do you want some hot chocolate where did you get that from <laughs> have you heard of the store next door called the patrons <laughs> they uh it was part of my inventory bundle <laughs> and i forgot to mention it earlier you see <laughs> he looks at you very carefully for a moment and says well that, that's mighty thoughtful of you. Um, why, why don't you just put the, the hot chocolate down there? And again, you can hear that scratching sound from behind the curtain. What you got back there, a badger? 
Yes, yes, a badger is, is our mascot. Oh, they're so dangerous. They are. I've never seen one, actually, except for the Wisconsin uh, mascot over there. Do you mind if I take a peek? Oh, you, you don't want to disturb it. Like you say, they are dangerous. And Oh, I'm not scared. I'm going to go try to pull the curtain. <laughs> Alice will poke her head in, like, into the doorway. Uh, am I hearing reports of, a, of an unsecured wild animal? <laughs> <laughs> the man is going to try to stop you. Okay. If you're trying to push him out of the way, that is going to be a fighting brawl roll for a maneuver. It's not so much pushing him out of the way as uh, kind of... <laughs> vacantly shoving past him because I'm excited about what's behind the curtain. So you're shoving him out of the way, but pretending you're not doing so. Kind of. I want to make a roll, Scott. I I just, I want to roll before I die. <laughs> uh, fuck. I rolled a 54 over 25. I rolled a 22. So the man grabs hold of your arm with a surprisingly... Vice-like grip. He's already wearing mittens, you can see, despite the fact that it's indoors. <laughs> of course. And he looks at you, his, his smile doesn't really waver much, and his eyes are still twinkling. And he said, Sir, please, don't disturb the badgers. They wouldn't like it. You wouldn't like being disturbed, would you, if you were in a cage? You've got more than one back there. Oh, uh, I just wanted to see it, mister. I'm not trying to hurt him or anything. Why don't you go outside and enjoy the books? And you hear that scratching sound again, and there is a sort of sound that goes with it. Well, next time I come by, I'll bring some hot dish for your badgers. How does that sound? Uh, very strange. <laughs> That's what we eat in Minnesota. <laughs> well, I'm going to go talk to my friends out there. They're probably trying to pick out a gift for me. Your wrist is bruised. That was a strong grip. Old bear reminds me of my dad. You're, you're what? <laughs> da dead? My dad's dead. <laughs> it's interchangeable. And you wonder why people kill your characters. <laughs> I think he knows. He knows what he did. <laughs> the man closes the door behind you and you just hear him saying softly, it's all right, be calm now, just be patient, and the door clicks behind you. Hey gang, gather round. I have news. Come on now, don't be scared. What a weird way to try to engage in a normal interaction, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't until you said it like that. Well, this is usually, a, there's a huddle before we, we decide what carol we're going to sing. I feel like this is part of our routine hans doesn't ever participate but you know the other the three of us i feel like we huddle up all right it's time for the old huddle yeah <laughs> the hairy huddle is what what i call it hans is standing outside the huddle looking disapproving the old geezer back there he's got badgers badgers like real badgers and that's what you hear scratching at their cages he's singing to them too or some you know, trying to calm them down. But Alice, this can't be legal. Well, you know, as long as it's not ferrets, maybe that's just California. Did you see how many badgers <laughs> do we have? You can have a badger in California? How do you know that? <laughs> as part of the police exam. In it doesn't matter, Harry. Look, just tell me about these badgers. I didn't see them. He wouldn't let me see them. But they've got big, sharp teeth and claws. I could just hear them kind of trying to scratch out. It doesn't sound humane is what I'm really getting at 
Is this town's name called Badger, though? It is. That doesn't make it legal, though. So maybe they got, like, an exception to the rule, you know, like, if you're in California and you're in the city of Ferret, well, you can have <laughs> ferrets there. <laughs> That's how town names work. This is why I do not go to Great Falls, Montana. That's smart. <laughs> That's why I don't go to Intercourse, Pennsylvania. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go <laughs> knock on this door again. Uh, <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> knock, knock, knock. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> Harry, you can go to hell, Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> but Alice was going and knocking on the, the staff-only door. Obviously shooting finger guns at Hans first for that great joke and then uh, knocking on the door. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. <laughs> Hans doesn't appear to know that he's made a joke. He's just with such a completely straight, serious face. <laughs> <laughs> you hear the sound of a bit of movement inside, and and the man opens up the door again and says, uh, Yes, miss? Look, I don't want to be a bother. It's the holidays. I know we're all just trying to do our own thing, but um, if you've got some animals back here, I'm afraid I'm going to have to examine their, their enclosures. It's part of my job. He looks interested, and his eyes brighten a bit, and he says, Oh, can you tell me about your job? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm a cop, you know. Got my eyes on that detective position, though, so uh, maybe not too much longer. But, uh, you know, the law is my love, so I gotta, gotta look. I love the law. <laughs> and, and all things lawful. <laughs> Unless it's Hans. It's like dark and light, right? Like, there's law and then there's, there's crime, and those two things, they exist because of each other. There's Alice and there's Hans. <laughs> <laughs> two sides of the same coin. What is this, Unbreakable? <laughs> he looks thoughtful for a moment and says, oh, I suppose if, if you have to, what if you find you don't want to? What if you find you've, you've made a choice and it wasn't one that you're happy with? You asking me if I can look the other way? If I see something in here that shouldn't be here? No, no, I, I'm genuinely interested. What would be your reaction, do you think? If you saw something really horrible. I guess I'd kill Harry? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting, he says. And he pulls out a little notebook and, and writes something in there and then tucks it in his pocket. I don't even know where that came from. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess, I mean, you know, life, we make mistakes. We learn. We grow. Live, laugh, love. All that jazz. The reason the population of Badger, Minnesota is 426 is because whenever people get bored, they just go on a murder spree. <laughs> <laughs> Small towns, especially in winter, you know, it's not a lot mm -hmm. to do. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing the door open, Junior's going to yell out, uh, Hey, is this Tyrannosaurus Rex skull real or is this just a fake one? <laughs> There's a brief pause and the man says, It's... <laughs> Two foot long, sir. What do you think? <laughs> I don't know. I never seen one. Yeah, Alice was there in the back room with the old man and the strange sounds from behind the curtain. He says, "Well, if you're happy, then not knowing, and and who wouldn't be happier not knowing? Really, why don't you see if I can help you with your your Christmas purchases, or perhaps you can tell me what it is that you're really doing in Badger." Oh no. I'm I mean I'm I'm 
working, you know, working the movie set. Um, you know, love a small town, love a small bookshop, lots of opportunities to find little hidden treasures and stuff. Um, but I gotta, I gotta ask, I don't feel like I said that I would feel happier not knowing. Oh, I'm sorry, I just assumed. Would you rather know then? Well, I mean, you got me so curious. <laughs> ah, I suppose if you really want to. Uh, yeah, I think like her eyes are kind of like twinkling. I think that she is sensing that there is like something happening here and she's very excited for what it could be. Hans pokes his head in. He's just he's just been in the, the novelty gift section and he holds up a ugly Christmas sweater print Speedo and says, do you have this in extra small for Harry? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, if you have a normal sized waistband, I just need the. Well, never mind. My tailor said some things. Uh, you know, you know, I got a tailor. You're in Badger. For your Speedos, too, yeah. A tailored Speedo? A tailored Speedo? He's just taking the inseam a little bit on my Speedos. <laughs> so, um. So Alice was going to, what, go up and pull back the curtain herself? It feels like he's a little bit at least amenable to the idea of, of letting her see, so she'll defer to him first. What he's done at this stage is he's standing back and he's pulled out his little notebook from his pocket again, and it looks like he's getting ready to write in it. Ooh, do you mind, sir, if I just go ahead and take a peek? If that's the ending you've chosen, then yes. All right, well, that's an interesting use of the word ending. <laughs> okay, uh, I think she's going to go over and draw back the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> and you pull back the curtain, and there is what looks like, from the outline of it, maybe a bookshelf. The shelves are each converted into cages there's there's bars on them or at least a mesh over the front of each one and inside you can see in the the gloom from behind the curtain these twisted little shapes that well, they're all wearing clothes but they look a bit bestial there is definitely something of the badger about them these glinting little dark eyes and glints of little teeth and these these little hands with claws that are poking out and some of them shaking the bars some of them scratching at the the wood all going <laughs> from the clothes they do look an awful lot like a lot of the people you've seen wandering around town dressed in the same kind of way are they wearing Minnesota Vikings jerseys or something? <laughs> Do you want to give me a sand roll? Because this is, a, I, I think, a, at least a mildly weird thing. Do I want to? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a super fail. I do not need Alice in a bout of madness, please. <laughs> no, it's not going to be that much. It's only two points. I do want to remind you that I am still holding this Roman candle. <laughs> Sorry, please, please continue. <laughs> Sir, I don't think you're feeding your badgers the right thing. Oh. They look a little malnourished and also dressed. You think they look hungry? Yes, that, that, that tracks, that tracks. Maybe you better open up the cages and make sure that they're, they're properly nourished. 
Oh, goodness, I better open up these cages and make sure that they're properly nourished. Um, <laughs> she'll go for one of the closest cages. Does Junior still have his copy of Diary of a Stranger? Yeah, he's still got it. As you're flicking through, there's one of the tracks that's just ended up with Alice opening up some cages and being devoured by homunculi. Well, I got badges and monkeys here. <laughs> Gay monkeys. Well, that's cool. That's real neat. <laughs> Watch out for monkeys, Alice. I don't think they're monkeys. Oh, they're gay monkeys. <laughs> I am not, by law, allowed to ask them about their sexual orientation or gender identity. <laughs> You're going to open up one of the cages, are you? Unless I get, uh, <laughs> I've been told to watch out for monkeys, but not been told to not open any cages. So unless I get <laughs> some sort of uh, wave off. Oh, sure, no. Each shelf has got its own little catch for opening up the cage. Ooh, can you give me, like, what are, what are some of the outfits I want to pick? There's one of them that seems to be wearing mittens over its claws, but its claws are poking <laughs> out through the ends of the mittens. That's so cute. Wearing a sort of puffy jacket and, and jeans. <laughs> mittens are so cute. We'll go for that one. We'll go for mittens. <laughs> I'm going to call you Mittens. It's not just the one in there. I mean, each one of these shelves has got about a dozen of these things in it. Oh, each shelf is a cage and then a oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah. Whichever, whichever shelf has the mitten, mitten boy. You flick the catch and almost immediately this swarm of these humanoid-looking badgers just push the, the gate open and start dropping down onto the ground. There's this <laughs> noise. As a couple of them are starting to climb up your pants leg. Others are running off to the dark corners of the room. She's going to kind of... Whoa, whoa, look at the Roman candle. Ah, God, I was saving this one, but she'll light the Roman candle. Obviously, she's got a lighter. Light the Roman candle um, and start pointing it down at the ground, some of these things. I'm trying, I don't want to let your butcher up on fire, but this is this is a situation I got to deal with. And Junior now notices this, this little bit at the bottom of the paragraph that just says, you find the, the Roman candle in your pocket, do you light it, yes or no? Turn to page... 112, turn to page 117. Oh, tough choice. <laughs> <laughs> He's hearing explosions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, it's like Alice frozen kind of, in, like frozen in time in the, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> These are happening in parallel. <laughs> Was one of them wearing a beanie with knitted moose antlers by any chance? <laughs> it is now. I guess. <laughs> It's just such a cute way to die. Whoa, whoa, okay. aw, whoa. I mean, I gotta see what happens. I'm definitely going to the yes page. <laughs> Is the text appearing on the page, like, inkart style as things are happening, or was it just there and he hadn't read that bit yet? It was either there and he hadn't read it, or it was... He had, just hadn't noticed it, so... So it's not, like, appearing on the page as he's reading? Not as he's reading. I mean, I mean it's, it's almost like every time you look at it, it's a bit different, but... We all want sand rolls for Danny as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's fair. Fail, all right, fail, let's fail. see here. Ooh! Oh! oh. <laughs> 96. Oh, okay. What is your sand? It is 60. Oh, so it's not oh. a fumble. Darn. You do lose four points of sand, however. All right. 
Certainly, uh, Harry and Hans can perhaps see Junior standing there just staring almost disbelievingly at this book, just frozen, as there is the sound of ripping, scuttling, growling, and maybe the sound of a Roman candle getting lit. Let's find out. I think it's got to be a dex roll to see whether you can get this lit in time before you get swarmed by angry badgers. Yeah, okay, so I think I'm going to spend three luck to make that an extreme success. I got a 19, I'll get it down to a 16. Oh, you have now, I think, three of these these badger things crawling up you. You can feel the terrifying tickle of the moose antlers against your throat (laughs) (laughs) as you get the Roman candle lit. The first of these balls of fury comes bursting out the end of the candle. Ha-ha, yes! See y'all in hell, Michigan, or suck my ass, Minnesota! <laughs> I think that's actually Badger. Gives a little a little scritchy under the one with the moose antler's chin. You're so cute! <laughs> Eat fire, motherfucker! As Alice is yelling that, out in the main part of the bookstore, Hans just looks towards the door. He reaches into his bag, and he pulls out his forty-four. uh, just is calmly casually making sure it's loaded making sure the safety's off and is standing there very suave holding his 44 so here we go again (laughs) (laughs) and harry's hearing all that thinking oh yeah i want to take a look at that book you got there (laughs) oh yeah it's real interesting take a look at this yeah let me let me have a little let me peruse it a little bit here I'm a writer. I don't know if you know that, Junior. I never knew that about you. Yeah, I wrote P is for Pop. You probably saw it on PBS. (laughs) They did a little animated thing with it. Yeah. Mm, Yeah, I missed that one. I'm sure it was great. Oh, it was the same uh, illustrator who did Caillou. No shit. I know that one. Yeah, that one's a classic. Yeah, they couldn't finish all the frames. Yeah. Yeah, they had a lot of incomplete frames, so they just left it white and it was called a stylistic choice. But like, yeah, let me see the book. In the background, you just hear you just hear like, ah, fuck you, get off me, piece of fuck you. Yeah, if this was a film, that conversation would be happening in the foreground. And in the background, we'd be seeing Alice staggering around, covered with rabid badger things, <laughs> shooting this Roman candle off into every corner of the room, <laughs> screaming. <laughs> She glances over at Hans. Hans, what the fuck? (laughs) Hans is going to aim at any of the badgers that aren't climbing over Alice at the moment. Yippee Kaye, Mother Badger. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) More frenzied finger guns from Alice. Nice one. Hans can stand there and calmly just shoot these badges as they come out of the room. I'm more concerned about Alice and how effectively you're going to be able to use this Roman candle to de-badger yourself. <laughs> De-badgering. And not light myself on fire as well, I'd imagine. Yeah. I was thinking that she's probably wearing a lot of polyester. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. So what you're saying is there's going to be more than one Roman candle by the time this is done. One of them will be swearing a lot more than the other one. (laughs) In which case, I think this is going to be a fighting brawl roll. Oh, no. (laughs) Mm. Well, 79. 
Okay, and the badges as they swarm over you get a 94. Ooh, okay. <laughs> All this polyester is actually working in your favour. They are clambering over you. You are like a badger adventure playground at the moment, but they're not getting to anywhere sensitive. They haven't managed to get to any exposed flesh to wound you. You can feel the sharp little claws digging through the polyester, but it's working like armour at the moment. Oh, I've never been so thankful for H&M's shitty quality. <laughs> Thank you, potential sponsor H&M. <laughs> <laughs> the Roman candle is firing wildly all over the room on that roll, and there's just little balls of fire. One of them goes out into the, the main uh, floor area of the bookstore and it bursts up against the display window. Can I have a luck roll for Alice? Absolutely. If you pass, it hits Harry. If you fail, it hits Harry. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily I passed. <laughs> um. So you haven't managed to set your immediate vicinities on fire yet, but you do perhaps have that moment of realisation in all the midst of the panic that you are surrounded by a lot of, say, cloth curtains and cardboard boxes and books and stuff like that, and you keep seeing these showers of sparks going up against them, and every now and then it looks like one of them is going to catch fire, but it hasn't yet. Huh. Well, I hope this guy has good insurance and just keeps firing around. <laughs> if these things are still on her, she's still like engaging with the Roman candle. <laughs> Where's the shopkeeper? Is he just twiddling his fingers, smiling in the corner? No, he's making notes in his little leather notebook, watching all this oh. as it's going on. This isn't quite working out, is it? He says. What? <laughs> There's fire. Hans, Bubby, everything okay? Harry, give me that book. <laughs> I'll fight him for the book. <laughs> There's a whole display of them right beside you, but the two of you are fighting over the same cup. Yes. <laughs> Hans is shooting away at the badges, and the man says, shall we reset? <laughs> Still fighting off these things. What? What? <laughs> Turn back to page one. Turn back to page one, Harry! <laughs> the four of you are then standing in front of the counter as the shopkeeper's there, tucking his, his notebook inside his pocket. There's no sign of the badges. And he said, well, that didn't really work, did it? Um, do you want to try something else this time? Do we remember the... Oh, yeah. Do we remember everything that's happened? Okay. I think I speak for all of us when I say, yes. <laughs> Actually, I think this probably calls for a sand roll. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you sure Harry knows what's going on enough to make a sand roll? <laughs> Are you arguing for... Whatever. I failed. <laughs> this is why you have to fail an intelligence roll in order not to go into a bat of madness. <laughs> I failed. Uh, I failed as well. I failed. Wow. Alice succeeds. <laughs> She is so, there's a part of her that is so excited and so ready for this. Junior only loses one point of San. Harry loses two. And Hans, fucking hell, I hate this dice roller, only loses two as well. Aww. <laughs> when that happens, as Hans loses two points of sanity, he's going to, does he still have his gun out or have they reset to how they were when they came in? 
Yeah, no, you still got your gun in your hand. Okay, so he's going to turn around, like whip around, point his gun at the shopkeeper and say, What is happening? I am going to count to three. There will not be a four. Oh, we're going straight for page 47, he says. (laughs) (laughs) What is this? Junior definitely flips straight to page 47 and starts reading. (laughs) There is Hans shooting the shopkeeper in the face. One. Two. Three. Bang. (laughs) He falls down behind the counter. You see a big chunk of his head blow off and falls down behind the counter. Junior, turn back to page one again. Okay. Once upon a time, a bunch of people were caroling and they walked into a bookshop. (laughs) Alice kind of leans over the counter. You back there? He's still lying there. Oh. Alice, I think maybe you need to uh, rest, Hans. Oh, I kind of said it properly. (laughs) I wouldn't try it. Alice kind of goes behind the counter. um, And does he still have the... He's lying there, but does he still have the the gunshot wound? Oh, yeah. Oh. Why the hell didn't that work? I think she'll kick him a little bit. (laughs) Very, (laughs) very (laughs) police-like. Just would, like, nudge him with with her boot. And you hear the sound of the door opening from the employee's area, and the man walks out from there. Was ist das? Uf da. Page one? Yes, yes, page one. Page one. And the body's still there? Oh, yeah. I, I think that needs a sand roll for Hans. <laughs> well, I will never refuse a volunteered sand roll. If anyone else wants to go for one. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I passed. Yeah, double bodies, one of them dead, one of them live. Oh, cool. I'll roll for that. I passed, unfortunately. I failed by one. (laughs) Oh, I barely failed as well. I failed. (laughs) So Harry, ooh, Harry loses six points of sand. Jesus Christ. Woo, bout of madness, bout of madness. (laughs) Okay, let me see. My intelligence is probably not high. (laughs) Yeah, I failed. (laughs) So I'm okay. Ah. Alice loses three points for San, and Junior only loses two. There we go. Uh, I'm guessing that there's a lot of frozen standing there looking between the, the live man and his dead body on the ground. He says, well, before we continue, let me just get rid of this. He bends down and he starts dragging his corpse into the employee's room. Uh, sir? Uh... I'll be with you in a moment. Please be patient, sir. I'd like to follow him. (laughs) I gotta find a gift for Ma. No way I'm giving her this book. (laughs) (laughs) I grabbed the book away from Junior. Yeah, you take this. I don't want to give this to Ma. She won't won't like it. But check this out. It's an Erector set. I had one of these as a kid. I mean, I never asked for it or hinted interest at one. There it was under the tree, you know? I mean, it could be useful for a tinkerer. <laughs> As Hans is, is flicking through the book, y- you never knew you could kill someone with an erector set, but there it is. Ooh. <laughs> Man, you got an erector set when you were a kid. Yeah. All I got was various Christian paraphernalia from a disturbed family member. <laughs> really? <laughs> Those are my Christmases. <laughs> That's why I became a cop. <laughs> <laughs> Hans, meanwhile, is muttering, Christmas sweater, erector set, which is more interesting. 
Hmm. <laughs> Ed side glancing at Harry. <laughs> as he's flipping through the, the book, still trying to figure out what's going on, but he's not as disturbed by the body and everything as everyone else was, apparently. <laughs> so he's like, well, here we are. Kind of like real angels in the Bible. He's like a real Santa Claus where they, you know, kill things. Oh, like to behold one is too yeah. powerful for human eyes to see. Yeah, like he looks magical and old, so I think he might be Santa Claus. I was thinking maybe we can become Santa like Tim Allen. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> we could become his elves. Be not afraid. <laughs> Thanks, Hans. Atlas sees the man drag his corpse into the employee's room. He goes towards the back and there's a little trapdoor in the ground and he opens that up and pushes the body in there. You hear a sort of muffled thump as it lands. Like it's not landing directly on a floor, but maybe landing on, on top of other things? Maybe. <laughs> how many, uh, how many you got down there? How many bodies you got down there? A few. We've been through this a few times. I, I, I just thought it would be interesting to change the parameters this time. Maybe if we leave it so that you, you remember the choices you've made, because otherwise you, you do have a nasty tendency to just keep making the same choices, and that's not really very informative, is it? You said we? You mean we? Yes, the four of you. Excuse me for a moment. She's going to walk back out. <laughs> kind of, hey, everybody, huddle up, huddle up, huddle up. Yeah, Harry Huddle, we gotta sing another song. <laughs> Hans? Hans, you coming this time? We've established Hans does not huddle. <laughs> it increased the lines of his suit. <laughs> so this guy just said something interesting about us making choices. Like in the book? It sounds almost like we've been here before. Oh, uh, what's the book say? Do you think he's trying to find someone to lead his sleigh? I think he's looking for elves, Harry. Not reindeer. <laughs> Harry does have a red nose. <laughs> the badgers are reindeer. One of them had the moose <gasps> antlers, right? Weren't there, were there about nine of them? <laughs> I hate that I'm saying this, but Harry's making a lot of sense. Yeah, for the first time in two days. I actually don't want to kill you. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> that makes one of you. Just figure of speech, figure of speech. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a common saying Oof-da. in New Jersey. Okay. Uh, oh, I'm the only one who hasn't read the book. Maybe I can uh, change our fate. I could write in the margins and, and change the story. He takes out his click pen where he, when you click it on, the bathing suit goes on. And when you click it off, <laughs> the bathing suit comes off. No. <laughs> you are uh, a man of class. Sorry. <laughs> Are you taking the book off hands or are you using one of the dozens of other copies there are or are you just carrying on fighting over the same one? (laughs) You know what? Since since it's only because it's hands, I'm going to get another copy because I know that I can't take it away. (laughs) Oh, I'm disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't ready to die in that moment. What is hands looking for in this book? He's looking for the path that gets him out. He wants to leave and he wants to go home. He hates Minnesota. He hates Harry. He hates potatoes. 
He just wants to go home and have a pretzel and a beer and forget he ever went to America in the first place. <laughs> Put on some leader Such a great list of things to hate. <laughs> then I'll tell you what, give me a library use role. First time I've made a character with very low library use. <laughs> 88. Nope. It is difficult to navigate your way through this because it is just all branching choices and it does seem like just the, the smallest choice has repercussions down the line and just following those all the way through. And the book is much bigger than you anticipated. I mean, going through, I mean, it didn't look that big at first, but yeah, it looks like there are maybe thousands of pages in this. Hmm. Scheiße. Slams the book shut and looks at Harry. He's got very cold, narrow eyes as he's watching <laughs> Harry. Well, the pen is clothed because it's, I have it open, like the, I can write with it. It's clicked down. So Harry is, what, attempting to edit or rewrite the book? Yes, exactly. What precisely are you trying to do here? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> He's just drawing sexually explicit pictures. <laughs> Erotic doodles. <laughs> no, I want to read through it and see if there are any words that I want to change. <laughs> You could give me an art craft writing or a... What's it? Come on. <laughs> no accountant has that. Um, <laughs> You're a professional writer. <laughs> Admittedly, I have met professional writers who have probably only got the base in art craft writing, but... <laughs> I wrote P.S. for Pop. I don't have actual skill. You only need five points to write P.S. for Pop. <laughs> so you, like Dan Brown, have got the base. <laughs> That's it. Drag him. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I got this. Oh, Jesus. I was going to spend as much luck as possible, but I can't even do that. Nope. I rolled 89. At least it wasn't a fumble. <laughs> okay. Oh, that would have been funny. You could always find some way of pushing the roll cup. For five? Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> the pen, click, naked again, back in my pocket. The problem, again, is that this is big and complicated. You could go through and just make random changes, but, you know, who knows what the result of that would be if you didn't know what you were doing. Well, it reminds me of a ledger. Maybe I could make a good accounting role. I don't know. Maybe, but no. <laughs> what if we burn the books? The Roman candle appears out of nowhere. <laughs> Destroy books, we get out. A shopkeep. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, wait, what's your name? We're so rude. We've been here trying to burn down your shop and kill each other. What's your name? <laughs> he looks up from his notebook and tucks it in his pocket again as, a, oh, sorry, I'm Mr. Svensson. Oh, Svensson. Svensson. Why us? That's a good question, Hans. <sighs> Hans just lifts his hand and shoots Harry in the face. <laughs> He's had enough, and if it just resets anyway, then there's no long-term consequences for this. Uh -huh. Oh, God. Harry will just respawn somewhere, but he's tired of being called Booby. He's tired of being called Hands. <laughs> and he's just tired of Harry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you want to give me a handguns roll? Is there any way I can help with this? <laughs> Shove Harry into the path of the bullet. <laughs> that is bang on. Ha ha. 
65 on oh, 65. No. <laughs> oh, don't forget you get a bonus die for point blank range. Oh, that's right. <sighs> mm. I'm looking at my hit points. Uh, so that only gets down to a 55, so still a normal success. What kind of gun is it? 44. Of course it is. I said what it was at the st- when I pulled it out <laughs> earlier and nobody said anything, so here we are. This is like deja vu. So I believe 44 is 1d10 plus 2. Uh, yes. So that's going to be 9. I had good hit points, so I'm down to four. Okay, do you want to give me a constitution roll? Not in particular. <laughs> <laughs> we could go straight to you being unconscious. <laughs> Let me try. Hans is just like, this is not real. That means this is a fantasy. That means I can kill Harry as many times as I want to. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I failed by nine. You shoot Harry in the head, but you miss the cranium slightly and you just blow his jaw off. He swings there for a moment and then crumples down to the ground, his tongue lolling out of the ruined remains of his jaw. Shut up, Harry. <laughs> so wicked. Hans, wait, do me. Do me now. <laughs> if you insist. <laughs> <laughs> As this is Alice being complicit in this, I won't ask for a roll there. <laughs> the shop owner has got his book out again. So, ah, all right, this one's a bit different. Normally, you're, you only kill Harry this quickly, but you've never actually shot Alice before. That's interesting. What's different this time? She asked. I am obliging. Hmm. It is in my nature. Yes, yes, yes. Does that mean you're going to shoot him as well? Wait, has he ever killed me before, or is this the first time, well, assuming it happens? He's definitely killed you before, yes. Uh, He he does like killing people. Allegedly. (laughs) (laughs) Says Hans while standing over two bodies. (laughs) (laughs) That we all watched him kill. (laughs) Yeah. You know, don't just shoot me, that's boring. I'm a stunt man. I don't know. <laughs> Throw me out the window or something. As you wish. And I'm going <laughs> to pick up the other bookend and just mash his brains in with it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Then a few moments later, with, with three dead bodies there, the man finishes making some notes in his book and tucks it in his pocket and says, well, and that was... Not very informative, was it? Uh, We all know how much you like killing people. I'm beginning to wonder whether we've run our course on this one. I'll tell you what, can you give me a hand? Let's just get rid of the bodies and and then reset. Hans uh, finds, again, in the novelty section, he he finds like one of those rain ponchos he puts over (laughs) his suit so he doesn't get blood all over (laughs) it as he helps carry the bodies. (laughs) (laughs) German psycho. <laughs> you can, as you're helping Svensson drop the bodies down there, just see in the light that's going down that there does seem to be quite the pile of bodies down there. Good fertilizer for potatoes. <laughs> as I throw Harry down. <laughs> Did you know human bodies make best fertilizer for the best tasting potatoes? He says, yes, yes, I did. 
How do you make tater tots? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you've told me that. He flicks back uh, 57 times so far. Hmm. Hans just kind of shrugs. What do you say that this is a common method of fertilizing potatoes? Do you think if we encouraged people to grow more potatoes, that would lead to an increased number of, of murders? Could be. Interesting. All right. Yes, yes. I should have asked that one before. And he makes a quick note. I think maybe more if you have more murders, you have more potatoes. Hmm. You have to do something with the bodies. Hmm. All right. That's less interesting. But yes, still noted and appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> well, shall we head outside and reset again? Page one. Yes. Hans just nods, takes off the poncho, makes sure there's no blood on his shirt. Page. One. And he flicks back to page one, and uh, Alice, Harry, and, and Junior walk into the shop and shaking the snow off. Good evening. That was fun. Harry's like grabbing his tongue. <laughs> Should we roll for sanity, having just died and oh, yeah. resurrected? Actually, yeah, let's have San rolls off. Because you don't remember the last times, apparently. Yeah. Big success. Fail! <laughs> <laughs> well, I think even then, I mean, Harry and Alice, for remembering their deaths, can still lose one point. Even with the extreme, what a bastard. <laughs> yes. And Junior only loses two points. Hmm. It's perhaps easy to pretend that wasn't real. He's had to fake die so many times in his stunts. <laughs> He's in that headspace. <laughs> He's confronted his own mortality. Hands, Bubby? What? <laughs> uh, why'd you shoot me there? I feel like you just answered your own question with the, with the, you know what I mean? In the asking? What, you don't like, we're in Badger, I can't use my native Badger accent? I Nine. <laughs> <laughs> and Hans just sort of looks meaningfully at Harry, and then at his gun, and then at Harry. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 no, we already tried that one. Um, I think Alice is going to turn to Mr. Svensson. Okay, so what are you trying to get at here? You know, like, what are, what are the choices that are going to, like, move us forward a little bit? It's not a question of moving forward. It's a question of, I'm, I'm trying to get some interesting data out of this. And don't get me wrong, you've been very helpful so far, and I have got a lot of useful information. I just, I'm beginning to feel like the... This has run its course, that we're perhaps getting in danger of repeating ourselves. It, it does seem like for a group such as yourselves, you you do seem to be very good at finding reasons to kill each other and, and sometimes destroy yourselves in quite imaginative ways. But this is all out of character, by the way. <laughs> God, not Mr. Spencer. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, how about this? How about this? Mm. What if we up the stakes? Oh, how? Seems to me that a lot of this, like the repetition and all of that, it's born of this idea that all the consequences are temporary. Ah, oh, right. Yes, yes, yes. That is why I've been resetting our memories through most of the, the tests. Oh. Then it does feel permanent, but the problem is that when we do that, you don't really learn, do you? 
you just end up making the, the, the same choices and the same mistakes over and over again. Does that not teach you something? It does, it does. It's disappointing. I suppose we possibly need new test subjects at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Is there anything, like, uh, you expected us to do that we just didn't do? No, the whole point of this is for you to surprise us. Oh, I have an idea. Why don't we, uh, we could have a meal together? I brought some golden corn. We could just sit down. And if violence is the problem, then we should uh, be kind to one another. It is Christmas, daggone it. I got a fruit salad in my bag. Um, It hasn't been put together yet. All the fruit's still individually wrapped. <laughs> so what you have in your bag is fruit, is what you're saying. You have fruit in your bag, not a fruit well, yeah, salad. Yeah, but it's fruit salad. <laughs> <laughs> like we could all work together to make the salad. I love that. That's the Christmas spirit right there, Harry. We need to bond and not shoot each other in the face unprovoked, I think is what Mr. Svensson's getting at. Or we could put Mr. Svensson in a wood chipper head first. I don't know. We have options is all I'm saying. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is there a wood chipper available? Not in the list. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you tease like that? Because <laughs> I know who would go in it. <laughs> um. Can I ask real quick, just out of curiosity, if we do get boring, what happens to us? Then I'll move on to the next test subjects. We'll archive you and move on to the next ones. And when you say archive, and she points <laughs> to the, the room with all the little gremlins and clothes, when you say archive, are we talking about... Oh, no, 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 no. We'll just take you offline. Offline? What's this study for, anyway? You part of some, uh, university? It's got to be Michigan. He sighs and says, Well, I suppose if we're going to archive you anyway, there's no harm. It's not like I'm going to spoil the results. And I suppose if we decide that there is perhaps something more we can do, I could just reset your memories afterwards. Uh... Think of it as a study in human aggression. We're just trying to understand the different things that motivate human beings to kill each other and hurt each other, be cruel, and how to best harness that. Oh, you should follow us around Christmas caroling, because the people we carol to, I think, are really, yeah. That was part of the simulation, yes. Oh, the, the, the cruelty there was, was wonderful. <laughs> That's really part of why we chose this as the basis for the simulation, that human cultures very much seem to suggest that this is a time of peace and goodwill when everyone is supposed to come together. And yet, from our observations, this is the time that seems to bring out the most stress and hostility in people, that, as we've seen, strangers are unpleasant to each other and, and friends with the slightest provocation will just turn on each other and, well, <laughs> apparently beat their brains in with metal bookends. It's, it's quite marvellous. Of course. I mean, have you ever been to, like, a Black Friday sale at an outlet mall? It's hilarious. Black Friday sales? Sorry, do tell me more. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's like the kickoff of the holiday season. Everybody's got their with their families. And so, you know, life is a nightmare anyway. And then you spend all this time in close proximity with like your, your you know, your relatives and you got to let that, ag that aggression out somewhere. So you go buy stuff, you engage in capitalism and you get mean to everybody you run into. 
It's, you know, the holidays. Ah. I dangled someone off of a shelving unit in a Costco once on Black <laughs> Friday. There you go. Mm-hmm. It was most satisfying. What you're saying is that set of circumstances encourages you to to be cruel to people that you don't know as well as those you do. Oh, that's the best part, right? Because you, you can be cruel to both, but you're mostly cruel to the people that are closest to you. <laughs> We've been going about this all wrong. Yeah, like this shop, this shop is quaint and it's cute and it's adorable, but you get one of those, like, you know, those mega store situations. Oh, yeah. And you must have deals. Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, this book's cool and all, but have you ever seen an 80-inch TV? Once the prices are raised a week before so that when on Black Friday you lower them to normal, people think they get a great deal. Hmm. It's aggression, it's lies, it's all the worst. It's the best. Yeah, I mean, I'd kill Harry for a new TV. Fighting over a giant box of Twizzlers. <laughs> or even a box of Twizzlers, sure. But it's 11 months from now, so you you got a bit of a wait. Gonna have to keep us around. Yeah. The man finishes writing his notes and puts his notebook away and says, Yes, I, I think I think you've given us quite a lot to think about here, really. Oh, we're going to retool the simulation and... Hmm... Maybe it's not time to archive you yet. Yeah, you got to put me in, Coach. I am so good in a Black Friday sale. Ugh. You have to get creative. You cannot just shoot people. <laughs> but if you're going to do this, you've got to make sure the deals are fire. Is that metaphorical or literal? You can do both. <laughs> no, but I like this. I like this. Should we get like order some pizza or something? Do like just full brainstorming session? You can sit down. I got a loaf of banana bread. Okay, hang on. Junior, do you have a loaf of banana bread or do you have, like, flour and some, like, aging bananas in your bag? Yeah, I got a loaf of banana bread. You just got to put it together, add water, put it in the oven. I don't understand what you're getting at. Well, I, this is all very heartwarming, but not very productive. So let's take you offline for the moment, shall we? And then, well... I'll be seeing you soon, he says, and everything goes black. Hans feels like he's falling off of a very tall building as everything goes black. <laughs> <laughs> he's reaching up. <laughs> and shall we leave it there? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thank you for listening to Ain't Slayed Nobody. For ad-free episodes, lots of bonus content, and special programming, please join our Wolf Pack at patreon.com slash Slade, Or subscribe to Ain't Slayed Nobody Plus at Apple Podcasts. Nothing helps the show more than becoming a subscriber. 
See our show notes for full credits and help us grow by posting friendly reviews and spreading the word to your friends and followers. Thank you and good luck out there.